0: to the North America Gaelic Football Podcast, the home of Gaelic football here in North America. I am your host, Gareth Linden. Uh, before we get going, uh, just a quick shout out to our sponsors, Masita, uh, who have been the official sponsor of the USGA uh, for the last number of years. If you are interested in getting your gear for the upcoming Nationals, waste no time, get it going, get it in now. But yeah, I'd like to quickly welcome uh, Shane Shane, all the way from Killinick, Wexford, uh, currently playing football in Boston. Uh, Shane, what's the crack? How's everything going? Garrett, how's things? Thanks very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on here with you. Unfortunately, uh, Connor couldn't make it tonight, just all their ties. Uh, but we said the show will go on. We uh, yeah. want to get this one out before the holiday weekend so people can be sitting on the beach. Uh listening to El sheno and uh, that now giving us giving us all the dirt giving us all the <laughs> drama for the upcoming summer here in the Northeast. uh but I guess a good way to kick it off Shane you want to give us a little background about your journey at Gaelic football
1: uh, we can go from there uh yeah so um I suppose like every other young lad in Ireland started playing football nearly as soon as I could walk there with a local club Saint Fintan's. So I suppose up through the ranks there with them, um, and progress through the ages. Obviously, it's a small enough club there. We have numbers are tight enough, so we're always kind of we are amalgamated with another club there in Wexford. Numbers are that tight, but um, going well there now. Missing a few lads, numbers as I said are tight at the senior level. We're intermediate team there, and um, come championship time we could only have eighteen or nineteen players, so it's tough. But um. No, it's a great little club, some great people involved in it. Um, definitely looking forward to getting back home and getting back with them.
0: Is that a dual club?
1: Uh, do you guys both? Uh, do you guys play football and hurling? Yeah, we're football and hurling. So intermediate football, and then we're junior hurling. So, um, just before I came out here, there, twenty twenty one, we actually won junior A hurling. So, that was a big lift for the club just to get a bit of silverware and a great week's crack was had, as you know yourself. Oh
0: yeah, oh, they're always the best times anyway. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah. Uh, so obviously you're you're now in the northeast. Uh I see the Mac and jersey on you there. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a giveaway of what club you're with. Yeah. How's that experience been so far? Because I know you've actually played in multiple cities here. This is your second stint in the US, right? Yeah. So
1: um, last year I was in Philadelphia with the Young Irlands, Uh which was a great experience to be honest. and uh, Probably the best summer I've had so far. Uh, Obviously, met some really good people over there and we were lucky enough to win a Philly championship, which was unreal, really, to say the least, to come out here. I never thought, never even really knew football was as big out here and kind of coming out, you're not expecting the standard, I suppose, you're going into. You know, you're surrounded by senior inter-county players and home-based players that have come out that are would be serious footballers at home, so... It was a bit of a shock, to be honest, at first, but I have to say I loved every minute of it. And now, obviously here in Boston now, and it's a step up again, to be honest. It's standard is getting even better. And you know yourself, it's only going to get better now in the coming weeks, coming up to crunch time with semifinals and finals and all that. So, yeah, loving it and looking forward to the next few weeks now.
0: Obviously it's Friday here, so I think yesterday was the signing deadline. So I think pretty much all clubs now are set. Yeah. Uh, how you how you looking now for the upcoming summer? Uh obviously you've had a game against Donegal not last week, the week before. Uh, yeah. so you know, how are you guys shaping
1: up now for the final stretch of the year? Yeah, look, I think uh, we started off a bit shaky there our first game against the Gales and kind of a lot of new players, you know, trying to gel together and Gales ended up giving us a bit of a trimming. To be honest, they've a very good team out in fairness, probably the team to beat at the moment. But um, from a max point of view, we're getting stronger and stronger. I think as the weeks go on, you know, every training seems to be lifting it up another gear, and a few new additions seems to be in a pretty good place. Um, had a good result against Donegal there last week, so good to get that going into the break. Now we have two weeks off, so it's good to get a win, and hopefully we can keep that going when we get back into it.
0: And uh, for anybody who wants to go back and watch that game, uh, it's up on YouTube. I particularly like the bit. Now, I got a little feisty there in the second half. Yeah. Uh,
1: what what happened there? You got a little busted lip or something? Got a busted lip, yeah. Um, but sure, I suppose that's part of the game, isn't it? Part you the get them the- days and that's just all part of the game. It's, it's probably but, what happens you know, on the pitch.
0: Stays yeah, on the pitch, you know? even the standard like uh i mean watching that game um yeah. i mean for for two teams that's already halfway through the season and it's not even a full strength yet I mean, yeah serious football even the, the week before uh we filmed both the, um the gales Donegal game and then yourselves in galway yeah uh, you could just see uh, the standard on you know the level of fitness as well you oh know? yeah like uh, like when you talk like when you talk to lads at home, like, talking about the standard of football here, like, you know, is, are they almost looking at you with two heads to say, like, I, you're you're out of your mind, you know, but
1: it yeah. is it, it is a, such a different game here. Oh, because, like, even myself, you know, I think most people at home kind of have the impression that it's a step down, I suppose, from home, but for me especially, it's been a big step up, like, with the standard, and obviously then out here, we're playing 13 a side, which is, a lot more demanding and out in Canton there it's a big field so 13 aside is no joke especially in the heat it's a different ball game altogether really you no
0: know, it's funny we actually had a number of conversations about the whole 13 aside Um i know there was a club at home back in south farm across mcglenn that made up a good point about 13 aside football and how you know, it could potentially open up the game of football, make yeah. it a lot quicker, and almost take away that, you know, that defensive mind which would yeah. open up the space. You know, how, what's what's kind of your thought on that thirteen aside? I know some people may be against it.
1: Uh, what's your thought on it? To be honest, scared. I love it now. To be honest, um, that's me speaking as a forward with all the space. Um, I know speaking to the defenders, we have it's a can be a lonely place stuck in their cornerback with a nippy corner forward there's not much you can do but um, as you said I think it kind of takes away that blanket defence kind of style we see a lot coming into football now and you know it's so open and end to end I think it's I think it's brilliant and I'm loving it and I think most lads out here are loving it especially forwards as I said but for cornerbacks maybe not so much but um, I think they should definitely look into it back home I think it would be It'd be a great progression back home as well.
0: Do you think it would ever come into play?
1: Probably hard to see it at home, just because the way you know, I was 15 aside, and haven't heard much talk of trying to change that thing. Um, I'd say a lot of counties would probably object to it because some counties play that defensive style and like playing a sweeper it suits their system and 13 aside, you don't really have a chance to play a sweeper. Um, so maybe back home, I couldn't see it coming in, but I think it should definitely be considered.
0: You know, you talk about the sweeper role. You know, I, I could almost see like in a smaller field, uh, like almost leaving one person inside forward and yeah. having that one person come back and sweep. Yeah, uh, but again, it, it's just so much field. You know, yeah. you're talking about you're talking 40 to fifty percent more than a soccer field. Uh, oh yeah it's a lot of a lot of of play a lot of grass to cover uh for 13 aside. so you know obviously yes there is the elements where you could see it work obviously it does work you see it here in the usga you know maybe that was implemented for you know maybe teams were hurting for numbers you know but also it might help some of those clubs you know like you were saying some of the clubs from home that might be struggling to get 17 18 players and just have enough to scrape by you know, you could almost make that argument, too. But I guess on the senior level, when you have a, you know, you have a senior team and a reserve team and, you know, some senior clubs might have three different clubs. Yeah, you know, exactly. It'd be, it'd be probably the first ones to object, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's it's an interesting one. I mean, I, we'll see. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think anything will progress from it. Yeah. Uh, but stranger things have happened. Definitely. Uh, the black heart. But I we're talking about that yeah. a <laughs> So I don't know if you're watching the uh, Donegal Connemara Gale uh Gales game. I think I was uh was that the one Just gone there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was. But the, I think there was like five or six black cards like yeah. it's just you know They're going so out. Uh, like it's it's absolutely brutal because it's like the first five minutes and it's like what's considered a trip or whatever. But then as I soon know. as you give that first black card you, know, you have to keep. You have to be them consistent
1: them. with it, and and
0: it it almost um, it actually no, I wouldn't even say it almost. It ruined that game. Uh,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: With Donny Gall and Connemara, if anybody goes back and watches that game, like there was just there was one stage and Gales were down to like ten or eleven people, and it's yeah. uh, you know, and here, uh, especially, I don't know, how, I don't know how you feel about uh, playing in different environments, aka like, uh, Wexford or like Philly, <sighs> but how do you find the the hostile environment in Canton because it's, I tell you what there is no, in my opinion <laughs> there is no city like the hostile of Canton. So no,
1: I mean it's a it's completely different than anything I've ever played. I can tell you that. And um, last year in Philly, there's no out in Limerick. There it's a lovely pitch, but there's kind of no stand or clubhouse or anything, you know. So and people are of watching from up, but there in Canton. You know, the crowd are right on the pitch, they're on the railings. Anything goes not your way, you're hearing about it from the stands and I suppose it's as I said, it's all part of the game and it, it can go well for you or if you're having a bad day, you know, no one's gonna hold your hand and help you back up, it's it's definitely a hostile environment, but I think it adds to it. It's it's great out there.
0: Uh again, if if you're a keeper or a cornerback and if it's not going your way. That can be a very, yeah. very lonely place out there. Um, oh, for sure. Robbie, I actually had Robbie on. Um, I had Robbie on uh, one of our first few episodes, and he was talking about one of the finals uh, against Donny Gall a few years ago, and um, I think they were up by like seven or eight points with like less than five minutes ago. Yeah. And just goal, goal, goal. Yeah. It's like if, if if there was a hole, I I kind of crawled underneath it.
1: I know, yeah.
0: Um, and you, and like, that you're we're not even halfway through the season here. Like, I know. You wait, wait until you get to finals when yeah. there's stuff like a thousand plus people out there, yeah. and it's just absolutely madness out there. Yeah, every person under the sun, and don't even like the referee. You couldn't pay me enough, the referee. a no. For the game. no, I don't think it would be for me
1: now. No, uh,
0: yeah it's I definitely...
1: mean,
0: I, I mean, you probably. I, I was refereeing some of the the tournaments, uh, the tournament that in the start of the year, and like even that wasn't too bad. Uh yeah. but like in the semi final games, it was like it got a little hostile. And I'm like, imagine, imagine this ten times more on a senior <laughs> Like it's
1: just no, nah, oh. It's <laughs> you wouldn't believe it either. Like if say if I'm telling lads back home about it, you wouldn't believe it back home that you're coming out here. You know, in the middle of Boston, there's a thousand people and they're taking it so serious. Like, it's really hard to believe until you're out there. And so I know some of my friends from home are out now and they're kind of just like, can't believe the setup out there and how competitive it is. And, you know, like clubs out here would die to win that senior championship. And it's it's a different world. It, it's almost,
0: um, I, I've never seen, so this is kind of what it's like and uh you know some people might not agree with us uh but i think i speak on behalf of a lot of people they would rather win a division title than a national title yeah for so so to put that into consideration some people would rather win an ulster a leinster a monster conic than winning uh like a like an all iron
1: yeah it, it,
0: I mean, it's, it's like they yeah. they the, all of the focus is on winning that uh, division, you know. Yeah. And obviously, you you're in it now, so you see how competitive, you know, that division is. You know, have obviously went. You know, every time I look on their Facebook, they've got five new five new <laughs> lads
1: coming in. Right,
0: yeah, um, you know, for player them, um, I've watched them now a couple of weeks. They're a very good team.
1: Yeah, they're flying uh, it in us.
0: They are nice. very. Uh, they are going to be. They're going to be up there this year. Uh, you know they've been always around there every year, but I think this year they've they've really they've really come yeah. on. Uh, obviously, Donegal is definitely going to be there as they always are every year. It's yeah. great to see, you know, and like you know, Donny or Galway will be there too. You yeah. know, last year people rid off Galway, and they went out and beat Donny by I think it was know. like three goals or
1: something. So yeah. you
0: know, Don- Galway is one of them teams you just can never never write no. off. But it, there's it's, no such
1: I, thing as an easy game out here like every every game you play is full on there's no handy little you're not getting handy scores you're not getting a handy win there's everyone's out to win and that's the end of it. what's,
0: what's also pretty interesting that uh, you know even for people at home might be watching this like and you know in the Northeast, it's definitely a very unique division uh, yeah you know as far as competition. Like we have, you've have your senior, which is pretty much intercounty standard. Yeah. Um, then you have intermediate, which is the next level, with still intercounty players. Yeah. So the, you know there's some of them intermediate teams that could be pushing those senior teams. Definitely. And then you went to like junior A, junior B, junior C, like four divi- like four divisions that are stacked with yeah. teams. Uh I mean it's it's brilliant. I like oh, somebody. Definitely. As somebody from the outside looking in, like you can only, you can only sit back and be like, "Geez, that's unbelievable!" You know, yeah. for a sport like most people, like i you're, well, I will touch a little bit more on, you know, obviously you're playing soccer as well, yeah, uh, over in Alabama. But like when you're talking to people that's never heard of Gaelic football, and it's like, what? And it's like Gaelic football is like there's a league with, you know, probably a thousand yeah. players, and know. you know, twenty plus teams, not even including the ladies, uh, yeah. kids oh it's 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 phenomenal to see uh and long may it continue you know i think it's only going to get bigger especially now with senior teams requiring american-born players yeah to play. you know so how you you know when you're training with some of these american lads that like you know coming over here you might be looking and be like ah jesus christ american lads it can't be that great but you see them and they're like jesus fucking
1: christ they're actually pretty good yeah man. i tell you you get a big shot coming over and you're thinking the American lads mightn't be up to scratch, but they're like you can see with us. We've the two wards there, own ward and Stephen Ward, like only started playing I think maybe four or five years ago, and two of them are solid as it gets. Like back home, they'd be solid players, and then obviously we've own Gormley as well. Be you know very good footballer back home, and it's it's crazy really to think you wouldn't even imagine there's any Americans playing gaelic but i think it's it's brilliant for them i think to see the younger how popular it is for the younger ages over here as well is is brilliant like i never, you'd never think that there's under eights under 10s under 12s 14s you know see the fatal team went over last year and ended up winning over there is it's crazy like and it's great to see and it's such as you said, the American players are so valuable over here with that rule. Obviously, two Americans on the field, and it's just so important to every team. So it's I think they should be really trying to get younger, all the younger Americans involved early, and from what I've seen, all the younger ones seem to love it. So that's it's,
0: at, that's at the senior level. Yeah, you have two, and you almost need to have. You know, yes you have two, but you almost need to have three or four.
1: Oh definitely, yeah, you know, like it's, it's... obviously if one of them pick up an injury or anything, there's no you have to have two on the field at the all times. So we're we're very lucky now with the with the Americans. We have, you know, serious players, like they don't affect the team at all. They just they add to the team, like they have a big role to play and they they fulfil it every week.
0: And and they're playing against intercounty players and yeah. and they're whole on their own. Yeah. You know, one one element that I it it mesmerizes me when I watch some of the Americans, and uh, you might agree with it, but you watch all three of them lads play basketball. Yeah, how high they can jump! It's crazy, it's yeah. absolutely unbelievable, and Insane. it's not something like it's not something like we would have. I remember when I was growing up playing football, like you know, it wouldn't be like you'd always have you know your midfielders were the ones coming up and catching the ball, like but. Yeah. Really, really focused on that, like powerless spring. When these lads have yeah. been doing it since they're, you know, what we've been we've been kicking ball since we can walk. These bad they these lads have jump been jumping, and they're yeah. just, you know, trying to out jump these lads are just.
1: Oh, it's, and it's it's so effective. Like how heard them, like likes of own going they're playing in full forward. It's, it's like a treat for anyone just to kick the ball in, and you know, probably eight times out. Then he's gonna. Get up above a full back and catch it like it's it's crazy really and then i mean for kickouts as well it's it's like a take like a dream come true really
0: yeah and we have uh what's what's actually unique about our division uh so we're we play at the junior c level uh so we just started the football team um so as I was, as with the max i was actually with um the two awards when they first started well actually owen started when I was around there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and again, just, you know, very raw when he came in, but you can always see the, the talent, but Owen was still only a young one, you know, yeah. but you could see just the growth, uh, and then sprung all of a sudden, just grew yeah. like two feet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but what's unique about our division, is we can only play three Irish-born players. No sanctions. Oh, yeah? So, it has to be, so that you can only have three Irish lads on the field, at right. one time. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else has to be American or uh, homegrown. Yeah, so it's pretty unique. But yeah. what's, what's nice now we're starting to see some of our players, you know, who are you know maybe moving towards the Boston area. They're starting to uh, Americans can play with two clubs. Yeah. So, but you can play up, but you can't play down. Yeah. So we have one or two lads that play um, play with other clubs, and they're playing on a better level. So when they're playing at a better level, you know, obviously this. Their skill levels getting getting better. They're you know they're coming back and playing games. You see like the, the the shootings getting better. The the dribbles are getting better. You know just the soft skills. But once yeah. they pick that up, you know they're they're athletes. Yeah, you know, they're just they're strong. They're fast. They can run all day. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's great to see on our end. Uh, just obviously from you know we started with three Irish guys uh, and we're up to. I mean, players, we're at 25 plus players, you know, so, and predominantly, I think we have five, five or six average lads. Um, We have one English lad in there, but we'll not give him too much abuse. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But no, it's it's great to see. And I think it's only going to continue. And, you know, I'm sure you heard about that uh, junior team that's probably going to go home. That's going to be like fully American born. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, clubs at home are really gonna underestimate them. Yeah, and for sure. They might, they might go back, and I tell you what, they'll, you know, if they win it in their first year, it might be a challenge just because there is that, you know, the fifteen aside.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, different know, game.
0: Different um, weather too, and yeah. you know, not playing for long enough together. Yeah, but I, I still think they'll
1: do. They'll make some noise. Yeah, that's going definitely I, be. I can imagine um, they'd be underestimated in anyway, and was a little we'll pick.
0: Oh yeah. So what's your prediction for the summer before we uh start moving on to other stuff? Um stinks are gonna get the job done? Uh, well look.
1: I'd be wrong to say anything else but I won't much, but hopefully we can obviously max on it last year, so we're hoping to do back to back and I think the way we're going we're in a fairly good place but we'll have to see what the summer brings you know i'm sure there'll be a lot of twists and turns along the way and any team in it really could win it but hopefully we come out on the right side of it
0: so obviously you're you've been in the states now so this is your second gale extent uh but in between the gale extents you've actually been uh playing a little bit of college soccer huh (laughs) yeah
1: I have, As, uh, how did
0: that even come? How did that
1: even come about? Were you playing soccer at home, or? Um, yeah, so I was. I was playing a bit back home. I was kind of always mixing the two football and soccer, and I was always kind of didn't know which one was my priority, and I kind of probably took to football maybe for for two or three years there when I was involved with the Wexford Twenties and had a year in the senior panel, and soccer was kind of. Took a bit of a step to the side but uh i was still kind of playing ended up playing with uh the wexford oscar trainer team which is basically Wexford county team soccer so I suppose got a bit of exposure there and just came across these scholarships seeing a few lads going on them and i said might give it a look um, and i was lucky enough that the agency i went through um stephen murray kind of, they already knew of me. One of the uh, agents is from Wexford, so he knew of me and he'd seen me play and then he got in touch and he said, look, I think you have a great opportunity here to go across and get a scholarship. Um, I didn't really know much about it. Didn't know if it was for me. It was kind of a bit of an impulse decision, to be honest. I wasn't too sure if I really wanted to do it, but I gave it a go anyway and I suppose only for it I wouldn't be here talking to you or I wouldn't have a Philly championship and I've never been to America so it's all it's all worked out fairly well for me now, I must say. Is that your how many years have you been
0: at? Uh, it's a uh, you are you're, you're at West Alabama, right?
1: Yeah, West Alabama. So I went over there um January twenty two. So I've been almost I suppose two years now. Um, coming over, so sure, I didn't really know what to expect either. I was going in to a soccer scholarship after playing two or three years of football, more so, and kind of just gave it a chance. I ended up going a lot would to be honest. So, first five or six months there in college, just kind of settling in. Uh, we were out of season, so it was a lot of training. Training every day, six am starts. Double session some days was a it was a shock to the system though, I have to say. Um, but I got into it, and then uh, ended up going to Philly last year. Back to the college in August for the season. Was lucky enough to be named captain, so that was a big that was a big lift for me. And had a, I suppose we had a great season. We ended up finishing second. Uh, Probably left to bit behind us, could have went down and won it maybe, but you know, it, was a, it was a great experience and something i never imagined myself doing, but I'm um, delighted I went for it in the end.
0: Rumour has it Alabama has the best party uh, party atmosphere <laughs> as far as US. Uh, yeah. I suppose you can ne- uh, neither confirm or deny, uh,
1: but there's probably a confirm in there. Uh, yeah, I'd say... It's definitely up there anyway, the big uh, University of Alabama there. You probably know they take their American football very serious and it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, American football colleges in America. So a lot of party going on up there, all right, and definitely definitely a lot of crack to be had up there. Uh, how far are you from that? We're about 40 minutes away. So, so, so you go to any games? I've been to one, yeah. Uh but it's stadium's huge and to be honest, I haven't a clue what's going on really with the American football, so it was more of a more of a drinking session for us than anything. Yeah.
0: Are you are you the only Irish lad or is there other ones with you?
1: There's two other Irish lads there, so a boy from Waterford and Donny Gallboy, so and then mostly made up of a few English lads, French, Germans, Mexicans, obviously Americans. Everything, meeting people from all over the world, obviously, is another, another great experience.
0: I would say I would say
1: the level of
0: uh, soccer here <coughs> is unreal. Uh, yeah. You so, know, you uh, think that, uh, obviously, you know, you play at home. And uh, yeah. I played a bit of soccer at home as well. And I actually played a little bit of college soccer here when I was up. It was more junior college. Yeah. Uh, Division three, But even that, you see, like, a lot of the international kids, so like Cape Verdeans, Haitians, uh, yeah. even though you're close to the border there, you get a lot of South Americans. Yeah. I mean, the, the standard is getting absolutely unbelievable. It and, is. Uh, I know down south, Alabama, obviously there's a big emphasis on football. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to start to see a swing where you see a lot more people going towards soccer. Uh, I think so. Of injuries of football. Yeah. Uh, and more, just you know, the athleticism. You know, yeah. soccer is just. I mean, more and more kids are getting involved with soccer. Uh, yeah. You know, and I know people don't like that, uh, but it's the truth. I yeah. you know, and that girls as well. Girls oh. and you know what's what's good about ladies' soccer here. Uh, there's so much of it here, uh, but it also gives them because their season goes from what is it September, October through. You know, maybe November. Yeah, that means they have the whole summer that if you wanted to pick up a couple of soccer players to play Gaelic football, yeah, that's you know, it's almost it's easier for recruiting,
1: yeah, uh, on the
0: Europe side, uh, because there is that you know Gaelic football you has your similarities there in soccer, yeah, uh, but no, that's brilliant. Hi, huh? uh, I mean, who's all in your
1: division? And so I'm trying to think. So, you, what want to use D two? D2, yeah, so we play, kind of, you play within your region, so made up of mostly colleges from Alabama, Mississippi, a few in Florida, so I mean, obviously the way trips then to Florida is, is a treat, is well, you go down for two or four days to Florida, play two games in whatever, 30 degrees heat, die, recover, go again, but uh, uh, sure, you get to travel across America and I suppose the more you win, the further you progress the more you get to travel and it's just it's insane really. And as you said, the standard like they're all everyone's just serious athletes over here and there's no half arsenal or getting away with being unfit or you'll be showing up very quick. And the standard is definitely through the roof. Like all the boys that are playing college soccer they're all trying to go pro and it's it's a it's a gateway for them to try to get into professional soccer so definitely a, a bit of a shock too with the standard and the how demanding it is in the heat but I have to say it's it's good and definitely been probably got me in the best shape of my life training in that heat and playing games and it's definitely a unreal experience.
0: Just just to confirm two things. So uh, thirty degrees Um, Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. Uh, Just in case anybody was, you know, listening
1: to 30 degrees and was like, 30 degrees, (laughs) more Where's this lad from? (laughs) I think we actually played in Florida and it was touching 38, 39 Celsius, which is, I don't even know in Fahrenheit, but well over 100 anyway, I think. And that's like, that's a serious heat to be playing 90 minutes and And dry, dry, humid. Yeah. uh,
0: Oh yes, it's I mean, Florida torture, can, really. Florida can get pretty pretty nasty.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and how do you like? How was the adjustment? I'm curious, like, because obviously you speak to a lot of Irish people, and uh, you know, obviously here is a very early rise, right? So, yeah. it's a, you know, I know I talk to people at home It's like, What time are you up Ah, yeah. oh, like half five, six, and like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how was that? A, how was that adjustment to go to like six a.m. soccer?
1: Like and so, that was a that was a good awakening anyway. and I, obviously I came out just after kind of the COVID period so as you know yourself COVID sitting around the house doing nothing staying in bed till 12 1 o'clock in the day coming out here then my first weekend getting texts in the WhatsApp 6am training and I'm thinking <laughs> what the fuck have I got myself into here but uh, ah, you soon adjust it's the the winter mornings are the rough ones when you're getting out of bed at 5am and it's freezing cold and it's torture really. But then once you get into the summer, kind of get into a habit, you're getting up early and it's just really getting into that routine. But definitely took a few weeks to get into the swing of things for sure.
0: It probably helped you when you were coming up here too and playing for the oh, summer. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, some of the lads really do struggle. When they yeah. come over first it takes them a couple of weeks to adopt uh, yeah because it, it's it's different you know here yeah. it's like 90 degrees humid in the summer 13 aside. Uh, you know captain gets just it just gets hot and humid like uh, yeah so for you coming up and playing like your body was already adjusted like so you probably just swoop right in and just tuck it as it
1: was well that's what everyone says anyway they say sure you're well loose to the heat you'll be grand but I don't think there's any getting used to the heat, but I suppose I would be somewhat more used to it than lads coming over from home, which is obviously an advantage for me and there's there's no there's no messing about in that heat. It's a serious like you can be as fit as you want at home playing at home and you come out here and all of a sudden you're gasping for air after five minutes in the heat, dying for a water break.
0: Why would you so? Obviously, so many more years have you left then at college too.
1: Two years left, yeah, and so I'll have to see what happens in between. Then you know, I kind of just take the semesters as they come, see what happens. Don't know what will come in the future, but just take it as it comes, I suppose. Is there a goal? You know, a goal would it be maybe try and push MLS or. Um... Nah, to be honest, I've never really, never really thought that far ahead. I don't think that's realistic for me. To be honest, it's obviously it's going very well for me, but I don't think there's obviously a very fine level and a very fine few I get drafted, and you know it's a serious, serious commitment to get involved in that, and I don't really see myself being up there in that. But as I said, we'll take it as it comes, and. Hopefully, something will come out of it anyway. Hopefully, I'll get my degree, with something to go back home with. Would you Would you consider staying here long term? I would have said, I would see myself at home long term, but since coming to Boston, kind of, head's starting to turn. You're thinking, why would you go home and you're living a life like this out here? You know, it's, I can't fault it out here. The people, the city. Everything that goes on, it's just, it's unreal. Like, it's really, obviously, living here in Dorchester with the Adams Village, and it's literally like an Irish village back home, and just really is like a home away from home. And you'd be kind of half thinking to yourself, don't know about going home here, but I'd say long term, probably see myself at home. Back in the Wexford Pal? Well, I suppose that's not up for me to decide, but hopefully. It's a, it's definitely a goal for the future to try break in there and get in the starting fifteen. So hopefully someday I can break in there and see what happens. I
0: mean, I will I will say when I came out here, um, you know, it didn't. It took a couple of months to adjust, um, you know. But I mean, I grew up in like somewhat of a city, Yuri and uh, Down. Yeah. So like, we kind of had the city, but um, like the thought of moving back, and I love going home. Don't get me yeah. wrong; like, I love getting back and seeing everybody, seeing the old friends, getting to, getting to see everybody, family. But you know, living here is it's unbelievable. The opportunities here are endless. Um, you know, they they say the American dream. Like if you work hard well, enough, go and get something, you can make anything you want out of here. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, it is nice to have that you know, community from home here, and that's yeah. where Gaelic football and hurling comes in with us. Like, I never played hurling at home, uh, yeah. I picked up a hurling stick for the first time over here uh, when I moved out here in 2020 and absolutely love it.
1: You yeah. know,
0: I never, never in my life had ever thought of playing hurling, but
1: you know, I'm like, playing out in Boston. I was like, I'm playing out in Boston and Worcester yeah if someone had said that to you years ago you would have said you're mad like, i laughed at them absolutely yeah.
0: laughed like I'm, and i love watching hurling and i love like tipping about yeah. with the hurling and stuff and hitting it around but i never never thought i'd see myself playing and uh last year we won the junior we won the junior a um uh, championship or no sorry junior b championship uh and it was brilliant you know yeah like absolutely brilliant with you know maybe five five irish lads the rest are all americans and um, you know even some of the irish lads are somewhat older and oh it's absolutely class you know yeah. and then you go and then our football team got to the final unfortunately we we got beaten in extra time uh but just a great bunch of people you know yeah. and you have that like sense of community from home and you have that home away from home so yeah. i mean uh I, I guess both have their parks. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. So, whatever it is you do, I wish you the best. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> you know it's a hard. I'm sure it's a hard decision. You know, for yourself and family. Yeah. And obviously because there's more
1: that gets into it. Yeah, uh, there's obviously a lot to consider. And I suppose I'm in a, I'm lucky enough to have a couple options, a few options. Like could be worse off. Could be stuck at home. With no chance of anything. So I'm lucky to be where I am, and. God only knows where I'll end up. If someone had have told me a few years ago I'd be playing soccer in Alabama and kicking football in Boston in the summer, I would have told them they were mad. So, God only knows what's ahead. So,
0: just to start wrapping up, uh, so if you had any young American lad or girl maybe thinking about taking up Gaelic football, or maybe, you know, maybe somebody was interested in West Alabama to start a Gaelic football team for the crack.
1: Because they do have college football, Gaelic football. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you have for them? I'd be, I'd be encouraging every every young American, you know, just to even try it out. Um, seems to be a common common factor that the young American kids love it, and it's so like a new lease of life for them. And obviously the opportunity with the paid team out here to go back to Ireland for a week and experience football back there, um, but even apart from that. Gave football is such a such a unique sport and it's so dynamic and obviously it's great for health mental health kids you know I don't see why not well, perfect I think that's a good time to
0: wrap up yep. um, again thank you for taking the time
1: um, thanks very much.
0: Wish you all the best Uh, in the upcoming, obviously the the senior championship. Yeah. And then obviously when you go back to Alabama, uh, I'll make sure we keep following you. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you have a bunch of bunch of lads down from Boston that just travel down to Alabama for a weekend (laughs) to a football game, or uh, be a hostile environment. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm sure it'd be fucking brilliant, crackle.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: (laughs) Uh So before we wrap up. Just a quick shout-out again to Masita, uh, as always, uh, to help us out uh, with the podcast and uh, obviously the teams and stuff with their kits. Uh, Again, just a reminder, Nationals are coming up. Uh, Get your orders in uh, for all your your training, your jerseys, your shorts, your socks, uh, so you have them in time for Nationals in August, uh, which I hope to see you there, Shane. Uh yeah. you know you'll have another uh, good run, hopefully. And long um, way to go yet, yeah, but hopefully. Wishes all the best and uh I'm sure I'll see you in Canton. We'll probably yeah. film another few games for the crack. Hope. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Gart. Robart. No Been a pleasure. If-